same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the Vandello and welcome once again to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wasta, aka Fallout Theory, and with me, as always, is my crossbones. Crossbones. <laughs> my red skull. That's, that sounds dirty. <laughs> I, do, I do not crossbones with him, I just so that you know. My neighbor across the hallway that's really my ex-girlfriend's niece. 50 years placed out of time that is spying on me and doesn't tell me. call me Agent 13 because Jen was supposed to be Agent 13. Oh, I'm sorry. See? It's fair. It. <laughs> <laughs> and with us the also is the lovely and talented, the real Agent 13, the Baronessa, Ms. Jennifer Howland. Thank you. And on a special episode of Graphically Novel, we have our co-host from... Brett Conversations, Leah Cameron joining us today. Hey, Leah. Hi, everybody. Try to get me to shut up about Captain America. No, <laughs> no. In, in true Red Conversations fashion, we will say, uh, with the lights out, it's less dangerous. Here she is now. Entertain us. It's Leah Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? If why you are you like on, this? <laughs> if you want to go on about that ass, you go right ahead. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? America's ass. Oh, America's yes. ass. That's right. Yes. Yes. So we will be talking about Captain America today. It's a long time coming. One of the uh, heroes that we discussed in our first ever episode, Just Bear and I, we talked about the Avengers. The Ultimates. Yep. And we did the Ultimates and we did the Joss Whedon, the first Avengers movie. Uh, today we'll be talking about all things Captain America, but probably focusing the most on winter soldier just no, i didn't go back and watch the movie from what was it like the 80s oh god oh the, the god awful one yeah i didn't go back and watch that because a i didn't have time and b i didn't want to do that to myself right yeah, yeah no that's fair. i'm trying to drink less yeah do not blame <laughs> me do not blame you at all um so leia we obviously we've had you on enough that we can we know the story of you and comic books but I have a specific one that this is in some ways kind of a preview to our next season because next season we'll be doing all of our favorites so specifically bear uh has the hulk episode jen has the sandman episode planned i'm gonna do i'm, I'm spider-man is gonna be an episode next season um and this is kind of leia's uh all things favorite uh episode uh so so the question that I will preview for next season that I will try first on you, Leia, is out of everything in comic book, why you are drawn specifically to uh, Stephen Grant Rogers, uh, James Buchanan Barnes, uh, Natalia, don't know her middle name, Romanoff. Uh, Natasha Alianova, Romanova. There you go. <laughs> they even said it in the Winter Soldier, babe. They did say it in the Winter Soldier. I did not catch it. Um, but what draws you specifically to these three characters out of all of Marvel? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I think that, so there's a, there's a kind of a, a, a couple reasons. So the, the first one being that, um, you know, Captain America is a, is a very easy character to, um, to relate to in terms of ideals um you know accepting the kind of weird jingoistic uh part you know in the comic books when he was like during the, the like the 60s or whatever where he was kind of a nationalist um 
right. for the most part, um, you know, outside of, of that weird phase of, of the character's existence, um, he's always been an excellent representation of what the American dream should be or is. He's, he's an idealist, right? You know, and, and um, <clears throat> you know, he's pretty famously egalitarian, anti-racist, um, you know, he, he stands up for the little guy as well as the big guy. He's not a corporate shill. Like he's not a, he is just out to do as much good as he possibly can and help as many people as he possibly can. And like goals, you know, like that's, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I love. So, um, for sure that's, that's it. Um, for Bucky, <laughs> there's a lot, uh, I, I, I was I was very very involved in in the fandom community, especially during like the years of about like 2013 to about 2017 or so. And there's a lot of stuff like I could I could do a whole thesis on um, why a lot of women uh, relate to Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier and uh, being a trauma survivor and coming back after that trauma and how you deal with that trauma and, and whatnot. So there's a lot of uh, very deep. I have a lot of deep thoughts about Bucky Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and, and this is another character too that, you know, we had <clears throat> his bodily autonomy violated. He, um, you know, had, he wasn't in control of his actions. He, he faces, you know, guilt and regret and remorse and how he chooses to deal with that and how he chooses to turn around and be, you know, turn it around and, and do things for good too. So there's a lot to be said about that. Uh, and Nat is just badass. Like she's just, she's just cool as hell. Um, <laughs> there's a whole other episode we did on this specifically of me talking about Nat. Sure. So I won't, I won't, I won't take up too much of anybody's time there, but um, you know, they've, they've always appealed to me. And really the thing that got me into these three characters very specifically was the MCU. Like I, I was aware of them prior to that. And I did, I had read uh, the winter soldier arc uh, a couple years after it came out. Um, and really enjoyed it but the movies bringing it to life really did it for me um i i know that i've mentioned this on our show before and i probably mentioned it you know on 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 graphically novel as well but like my my main area of expertise really is the mcu right. so, <laughs> so that's that's kind of my jam and i love how the movies bring things uh, to life in such a great way. I mean, when they cast Chris Evans as Captain America, it was like they grew that man in a lab to be Captain yeah. America. Yeah. <laughs> they just looked at the Fantastic Four and went, listen, we can do so much better with you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, yeah, definitely miscasting there, uh, for sure. <laughs> so we actually read the original uh, Winter Soldier, the first part, with the second part being optional. I provided it to everybody in case they wanted to. Um, just a lot of material. It was a lot. I got, of I got into the second one. I did not get to finish it. I wanted to, but right. So I guess uh, Bear, we'll start with you. What did you think of the comic? I it was very interesting. I loved it. Um, it does grab you right away in the beginning. Um, no spoilers, but like some shit goes down right away in the beginning, and you're kind of left going, "Uh, wait a minute." Mm -hmm. So major shit goes down at the ending of the first issue. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, what the what? Yeah. <laughs> um, my my only problem that I had with it personally is they do a lot of flashback. Like everything's just obviously taking place in in modern day, in present day. <clears throat> um, but the there's a lot of flashbacks that they do where 
I just, it seems like there's maybe more extraneous information than you need. And like, I'm just not, I kind of lose it sometimes in the, in the flashback scene. Other than that, I think the whole graphic novel is pretty amazing. Jen? Yeah, I, um, I was, there was a lot yeah, it's, there. It's it a ton fun. of material. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Most there. of it is really good material, though. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, um, you know, generally I find that um, when I'm first introduced to that media, I'm not as into it as, but I, I really found the, the story compelling. It was, it was, you know, even though there was a lot there, um, it was not an arduous read. Yeah, you know. there are moments, I mean, you're going to have that with any comic, but there are moments where you're going through and you'll just be turning pages, turning pages, turning pages, and then you'll get to a couple of pages that are just walls of text. Yeah. yeah. But it's usually text that needs to happen for right. a reason, so right. you're, it's not really a slog. It's not like when we were, it's not like when we were going through um, Watchmen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not Hickman's uh, X-Men run. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not, um uh what did we do from from hell. hell it's not from hell it's not watchmen it's not that bad it's not the but there are moments where there's, there's just a lot going more. on the page that is being talked <laughs> it talked about yeah yeah um i'm not gonna ask Leia this question because she was the one that recommended it and probably has it mostly memorized uh <laughs> this was actually the first time for me reading it and um yeah, like I said, there are some shocking things that happen right away. There is a lot of dialogue, but I guess uh, in, in wall of text areas, but I guess I'm used to that being a frequent comic book reader, so I was a little more lenient on that. Um, it that All of it being relevant extremely. Like, you bring up From Hell, where it's like, and then 20 years ago, yeah. this man went outside. It's like a Joe Biden story, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> The man just, uh, or the, the the comic, some of them just ramble. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> it's a is grandpa, not that. Grandpa, told, as told by Grandpa Simpson. Right. <laughs> and I was wearing a shield on my belt, which was the style <laughs> at the time. Uh, <laughs> um, but some of the things that I noticed weren't even necessarily what's in the comic, but the time that the comic came out. Um, I... Anybody that's not familiar with this would be forgiven for thinking that the Winter Soldier story was something that was done a long time ago and it was fully established in Marvel lore. This is 2005. To give yeah. you a little bit of context, Iron Man, the beginning of the MCU, was 2008, yep. which means that this was out uh, not even 10 years, nine years by the time Winter Soldier came out, the Captain America Winter Soldier movie. So Winter Soldier was a fairly new character. Bucky so. wasn't, and in fact, for those who have read <laughs> comics for a long time, there used to be a phrase called Bucky dead. It was the only two people in Marvel that stayed dead were Uncle Ben and Bucky. Yep. Oh. And so now it's just Uncle Ben. Yep. <laughs> so now it's just Uncle Ben dead? Yes. Okay. Well, and they don't even say that. They, they, people, you could tell some old school comics people, they'll still say Bucky dead. And it's, um, it's so funny, too, that like, when I you know when they announced this movie and the movie came out and stuff like that you know as you said it had only been out for i think a little less than a decade and it was you're right so so ubiquitous that it was just kind of assumed that everybody knew that bucky was the winter soldier and yet i remember very clearly on that midnight screening going to see the film and they them doing the iconic panel 
you know, recreation of the, the, you know, Bucky reveal. And people in my theater just legitimately gasped. They were like, oh my God, it's Bucky. And I was like, yeah, bitch, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but there were people that really didn't know, you know, they, they, they still, you know, were, were, I mean, I, I feel, I feel like it was kind of the worst kept secret in, in Marvel. Um, but yeah, there were people who just didn't keep up with the comics and were just like, I can't believe it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, this this comic was happening a year before Civil War, the first Civil War comic. That's uh, wild. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's nuts. It, it, it's, time-wise, it's weird to me because it fits into that same category. Like, when I talk about the Civil War movie and I'm like, oh yeah, Black Panther came, like appeared in a movie before Spider-Man did. No, bitch, that is the same movie. <laughs> right. It's just that Black Panther's in the beginning of the movie exactly. and Spider-Man is in the end, toward like, the end of the I'm, movie and there's a shit ton of shit that happened between it. It's a very narrow technicality, but yes, technically true. <laughs> technically right, which is the best kind of right. Right. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, the, it's, it's the um actually right. Yes. <laughs> um yeah. actually. As I push up my glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there is so, so much I want to say about this comic, but I think we should stray away from it because other than just saying, because it's really good and you should really go back and read the source material for two whole movies. Right. Yeah. Because it's not only like you get a lot of, uh, of Sharon Carter during this period, you get a lot of obviously Bucky, um, you get other characters that show up and actually adds a little bit to their where they name, are just name drop just for yeah. grins you know you get namor yeah namor shows namor, up namor however you pronounce it yeah um yeah. it's really yeah it and i think it added more we just talked about um hawkeye um last episode we were uh Brilliant. yes yeah. but we were discussing how there were kind of cameos in there like at one point he's hanging out with Luke Cage, but it's like Luke Cage walking into a scene and then out of a scene. Like, yeah. And there's no real point. Or to like other than Hawkeye was just, is just walking through the room and like Luke Cage and Spider-Man are playing video games. Right. They're like, <laughs> hey dude, what's up? And they yeah. just move on. Yeah. Like that's and it. That's, that's it. all we needed yeah. to do. It's like the Deadpool 2 X-Men cameos. Like it's, yeah. it's in the background, but. They're like, know. oh shit, he's in the mansion. Close the door, close the door. Don't let him see us. Right. <laughs> but in this, they include characters when they need to be included and for a specific specific reason, yeah. you know, to, to kind of let you know what was going on. It's almost as if they were building it knowing that it would something that would change. Like when we did Peacemaker and, you know, the Superman, Batman, oh everybody shows God, up at yes. the end. It's like, yes. thanks, show it up now. Awesome. Work's <laughs> done. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And, and he makes fun of Aquaman on the way out. Right. Because <laughs> he likes to fuck fish. <laughs> so <laughs> instead, I'm going to pivot over to uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the movie. Uh, just because I just watched it, it's very fresh. And is this the most perfect Marvel movie? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I for the record, I'd like to uh, expose myself a little and let everybody Whoa! Let Video everybody on. know <laughs> that I saw this I movie in the theater so. nine times. Sweet Jeebus. Um, You're like me with Dune. <laughs> part of it was like you know i saw it at midnight like like a normal person uh on release night and then um every person i knew because they knew that i was really jazzed about it 
literally every person I knew was like, well, will you go see it with me? And of course me being the generous and kind person that I am was like, (laughs) hell yeah, brother. Uh, and, and went to go see it. Like I saw it with my sister. I saw it with Meredith and Mike. I saw it with my friend, Risa. I saw it with, you know, I went by myself once, you know, like, (laughs) um, but but it was and I mean that was before that was also too before like the advent of Disney plus or anything like that so I genuinely didn't know when I was going to be able to see it again right um and so I just wanted to absorb as much of that movie into my skin as I possibly could <laughs> it was so I just good. I have this image of the one time you went on your own just kind of staring at your cell phone for a little bit and then being like well, hey, Leia, you want to go and see the, the Captain America movie with me? Well, yes, Leia, I absolutely <laughs> Are you free this afternoon? I think I might I be. Think I, might be. <laughs> I can pencil I you in. <laughs> I believe there's a matinee at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I think it actually was a matinee when I went to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Called it. Uh, that reminds me of, so for Dune, just, and it is totally off on a tangent, but for Dune, uh, I got rented out an entire theater, invited all of my friends. I didn't care if, you know, they, they, some of them tried to throw money at me. I tried to turn it down. Some of them stuffed it in my pockets anyways. But <laughs> so everybody that wanted to show up showed up. And I was, I was literally like saying friends that were like, we should pay you though. And I looked at, uh, it was Kat specifically that was yeah. like, no, we can pay you. And I'm like, you don't have to pay me. No, we can pay you. And I looked at her and I said very specifically, I don't care if I rent out an entire theater to myself and I'm the only one in it and I'm watching what will very soon be my favorite movie ever, that right. just makes the experience better for me. <laughs> right. 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 Totally. We already start it up here. Every person that's added that I've specifically invited just picks it up. Right. Another just one. goes up another notch. Yeah. And then by the end of the week, and that was on a Saturday for a matinee and by the time Monday rolled around, I had watched the movie four more times. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's such an excellent film and uh, has infinite like rewatchability value. It, it's never gets stale, like at least in my opinion. Um, And it's just, it's just an impeccably crafted like spy thriller. And What's what's your favorite, favorite part of the favorite scene in the whole movie? Um, really, honestly, my my favorite scene is the uh, iconic, you know, Bucky, who the hell is Bucky, you know, reveal, because it is lifted off the page. Now, prior to uh, recording this podcast, I was frantically searching my omnibus for that image and couldn't find it for some reason, but it, it's, it sticks in my head like a, like a side-by-side comparison, and it is picture perfect. Um, it, it was just so well done, and... Um, you know, that really sets off, you know, part of the reason that, that I suggested that this particular plot line uh, for this recording was because really the first three movies in Captain America's arc are pretty much based on this book. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't have the, you know, even the first Avenger, you know, Bucky is there for most of the movie and, um, you know, losing him obviously is is pretty much the... Uh, you know, kind of focal point of a lot of Steve's life and, and actions afterwards. And, you know, so the impact that, that, you know, having, having Bucky with him, he colors his entire character arc. You know, you can't have one without the other thing. Without Bucky, there is no second movie or even Civil War. Right. Absolutely. And well, and that's why 
I also ask is the, the, the cl as close to perfect as we got in the Marvel. Movie. I enjoy all of them for Youth or Dark World. Um, <laughs> I enjoy all of them for different reasons, but watching this today, I only found one sour note for me, and it was an um actually, uh, which I actually felt kind of bad about. And when they're entering like Zemo's area, and uh -huh. they see the picture of Howard, and you mean Zola's area. Zola's, thank you, Zola's area, and they see the picture of Howard. Um, Nat is like, oh, there's Howard Stark, and Cap's like, yeah, and then she goes, who's the girl? Natalia, Natasha absolutely knows who Peggy Carter is. Oh, she absolutely does. There is, there is yeah. no way in hell she doesn't know who Peggy that, Carter that's, is. That's my only, like, really? Did you no. think, though, I guess that's the, so, so that's, that's interesting because maybe it's just my knowledge of the characters. I didn't think that question was asked in seriousness. You know, like, I, I think don't think, was... I think, again, she's a spy. I think she knew damn well who that was. She wanted Steve to she tell wanted, her. She wanted well, backstory. She wanted... Yeah, she's been trying to get him to be romantically interested in someone. But mm -hmm. she also said, oh, it's Star It's Mr. Stark. Yeah. And, right. and, and Steve, said, Steve Howard. said Howard. But, right. okay, we discussed this in the, in the uh, Black Widow episode that we did about how this is also the best Nat movie. Yes. Uh, because yeah. even Nat's own movie, she was overshadowed. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Don't even go there. And uh, Iron Man 2, nope. Uh, Age yeah. of Ultron, nope. They, uh, they did my girl so dirty in the MCU, <laughs> except, right. for no except for Winter Soldier. That's, that's but, the best one we get. When Nat is being sarcastic or joking around or doing basically what we're saying, she has a certain flexion in her voice that is absent during the, the girl, which is sure. why I call it out because sure. she is very specifically, and this is one of the only movies that she's kind of fun, snarky like that. Yeah. She's a, it, yeah, it she's a whole person in this film. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but I, I, I mean, it just kind of stopped me dead. Had she added that little bit of, of snark to the question, yeah. I would have been like, Oh, you're trying to get Steve's goat. That's kind of your dynamic, but it was played serious i did not think that she was trying to tease steve i did think that she was trying to get information from steve because that's yeah. that's her habit and what i mean by information is not like hey i need this guy to tell me that's peggy carter but kind of flushing out where he right what is what his feelings were, were. yeah um, and for him to not say anything gives her the answer that was looking exactly for exactly mm -hmm. you know she's 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 smarter than that, you know, like than than trying to, you know, you see any like your 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 picture of your, so you know your old ex girlfriend and, and your friend who works with her or works for the you know the same uh, the I think she was Peggy was retired at that time, yeah. But still, I mean, it's you know to not know who your old I guess CEO or whatever is of the the place where you work like that's bullshit, right? Right, you know and. And so I think she was more trying to kind of get a read on if St Steve still had feelings for her, or what the situation was with that, you know, that kind of thing. So, because as we saw in, uh, I believe, uh, Endgame, uh, Peggy had a picture of Steve on her desk. Yes. And so yes, that like, was Endgame. Yeah. That's you when know, they go so, back in time. Yeah. So clearly, again, 
you know, networking for S.H.I.E.L.D., she would have had occasion to to be in that office prior to Peggy's, you know, retirement. Um, and, uh, you know, so she almost certainly saw that. Also in this movie is the little bit from Peggy where she says Steve uh, in his infamous rescue in the first Captain America movie uh, rescued who would become her husband. Yeah. And that is never referenced. It is ever never again. referenced. Yeah. No, ever so again. Anywhere and, else. Yeah. And I think not even in the Agent Carter series. No. And, and all, like as an aside, what a great series. Um, it's a shame yes. they never had a second season or a third or a third. <laughs> it was a fantastic one and done yeah good companion piece to agents of shields <laughs> yeah but no i loved that series as a, and i guess this does relate to what we're talking about part of the reason i love that series it is, is it does set up both the red room and the winter soldier program yes mm-hmm. and it is so underrated for that reason like it it like people do not uh a lot of people just simply haven't watched it and i was like it gives you so much fascinating backstory on what, what happened like where these programs came from I will say even even the disappointing second and third seasons do add a lot to the world of the MCU, the background world. Yeah. Especially if you go to the last season shield where they pull a character from Agent Carter into their team. Nice. Now that you say that, I don't know if I ever actually watched all the way to the end of Agent Shield. I really liked the last season. A lot of people did not, but I thought it was for what it was fantastic kind of showing of what would come later in the MCU? I lost so much steam in space. No. Oh. In the Matrix. Oh, yeah, that was the space. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just lost the steam through the Matrix and just didn't get it back. And I don't, I don't think I actually know that. I think about it. I don't think I ever actually finished the series. Evil Fitz got me. Evil Fitz is the greatest character oh my that God. ever been. I'll give you that. Hydra but... Fitz was so fucking good. But anyway. <laughs> and then Ghost Rider's right after that. So Ghost Rider was amazing. Yeah. They need to make that Ghost Rider <laughs> Robbie Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, but back to Captain America. Um <laughs> so Bear, since you had just piped up, uh, is there, in your opinion, is there a Marvel movie that you'd watch like that you would consider to be closer to perfect? Closer to perfect than Winter Soldier? You know, I was just going through them. Just did a rewatch not that long ago. Like I mean, the chronological order. Knowing you as I do, the closest I can think you is Ragnarok. Ragnarok is good. It's not close to perfect. It is not perfect. Yeah. Um, probably the most perfect of like of everything out of everything. Honestly, I think I might have to go with um Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. What? I'm just letting Clay's you know like, you're I thought you were my friend. Uh, we're, about, right we're about to fight. Never um, speak to me again. Right? <laughs> it's honestly, it's a toss up, I think, between one and two, between the first Avengers and, and the second one. Because I, I love, I love how they put everybody together in the first one. And I kind of love how things are starting to fall apart by the second one. <laughs> that's an understatement <laughs> i mean they they're, they're not even starting to fall apart they're they're goddamn falling apart yeah crumbling but into they, pieces they introduce and kill an avenger in the same film right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but also you know we also 
introduce Vision, and I, I love how Vision gets introduced, because sure. everybody's having this fight, and that's probably one of my reasons why I say that's it's almost perfect, is because you have that moment of, listen, like, Banner and Stark sitting there, and they're bantering back and forth, and they're having this moment of, listen, we've already fucked this up once, do you really want to do this again? And nobody trusts each other, and everybody's about to have a fight, and Thor just drops in and is just like, I had a vision. Fuck y'all. This is happening. <laughs> in a very, very Thor moment. Yeah. yeah. Probably one of the most Thor moments in all of the MCU. I, uh, it's if you're going by comic book character, because yes, Thor is very much the, this happened, now we're not debating it. Kabram! Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just that toss-up for me. I, I, it's, I have a hard decision between Avengers 1 and 2 because there's so many good lines. I know there's why. There's so much good interaction. We've never specifically called it out on this show, but um, knowing you as I do, you are a big fan of Catalyst. Yes. So it's, it's not that Hulk is the strongest, it's that Hulk is a catalyst for a lot of things. That's why he's your favorite character. Um, Age of Ultron, the rest of the MCU, the rest of at least that phase, the, the uh, Infinity Stones phase, mm. really is kicked off when it when it hits Age of Ultron. All of the all of the stepping stones really start being now, when it comes to what was done with certain characters and, and things like that, I mean that's that's more of a, a why I watch a movie. But from a catalyst point of view, I will say that the longest lasting repercussions should have come out of Winter Soldier, but did come out of Yeah, that's you know that's a that's a really interesting point. Like you know, Age of Ultron was such a mixed bag. I, I up until Eternals came out, I said it was my least favorite uh, MCU film um, because I do want to remind you that Thor: The Dark World still does exist. I will you know watch. What? I will I, watch Thor: The Dark World any day over Eternals, which I only saw once, and I was like, "When is the plot going to happen?" Like. When are they getting to the fireworks factory? And they never do. When I went back Uh, through and did my timeline order watch just like a month or so ago, I I got to Dark World and I was just like, you know, in retrospect, it's not that bad. The problem is pacing and that it's all action with no development. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, the the compared to Eternals, it's actually awesome. (laughs) My my uh, my beef with with Age of Ultron for a long time was that. Like, yes, you do get Scarlet Witch, you briefly get Quick Quicksilver, uh, you get Vision. They all go on to be very, very important in the MCU. So like getting these, these, these characters are, you know, is, is, is great. However, in terms of the other established characters that are in the film, everyone is acting wildly out of character, um, yeah. like the entire time. Uh, you know, like the, the one that always sticks in my head is Hulk asking Stephen Grant Rogers, 40 year old version that, uh, how to, how to handle women. Like, (laughs) what is that? What is that about? And Steve is like, oh, let me tell you how to get the chicks, my dude. And I was like, what the fuck? Bruce, you know how a, a woman's breast feels like sand? <laughs> I, I agree with you. And I actually was hoping for some plot device that explained it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Too. me too i was like is it the cosmic cube is everybody right just, you know <laughs> are, are they the you know like alternate dimension versions of themselves what's right. going on right. 
Right. And then, you know, Nat suddenly deciding, and I, th this was the thing that I hate, uh, just the, the <laughs> terrible writing, which was, you know, basically several characters being like, as you know, Nat has been horny for Bruce for the past like six movies. And it's like, what? said yeah. essentially like five different times like somebody like looking directly into the camera and be like as you know right. uh you know these people are very into each other when it, like in reality that is at no point was ever established right. in any previous film outing clip trailer or even like a deleted scene like it's not there guys don't it's do kind of like it's kind of like in most of the early MCU, I always put an asterisk under things, like an editor's note, and say, for repercussions of this movie, please see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> like, that's, that's where all of the world changing happened. Like, Winter Soldier, for example, the end, uh, Nat releases all of these files. The only time that's even mentioned is in Civil War, and it's why Zemo can do what he does. Yeah. Like, it's used yeah. as a one-off. I know, like, look at the... the the, the leaks, WikiLeaks, and all this other shit. Zemo's not the only motherfucker that's pouring through all of those reports. You know, somebody recently, not not, not super recently, but, but recently was like, you know, uh, they brought the same point. They're like, you know, Nat dumped all of Hydra's like files, intel, info, etc. onto, you know, essentially a WikiLeaks type site. And nobody has ever referenced this going forward. Like nobody did anything. Nobody seemed to have been arrested or anything like that. Like, you know, in the real world, this wouldn't happen. And I'd like to uh, direct everybody's attention to some uh, hearings that are going on in, in uh, Congress right now. Um, right. You know, <laughs> it was like, no, actually, this is pretty, pretty true to life. It's like, oh, wow. Well, you know, it turns out our government is corrupt from the top down. Does anybody want to do anything about this? Everybody's like, no, nah, not really. Anyways. <laughs> well, they did, yeah, though. Meanwhile, did, I've though, been on could... a government watch list since 1995 because I got the anarchist handbook off in, in, in text format off of a BBS. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, they, they, did, they did do something. They did one thing. At the end, they took the heroes and put them on trial. Well, they stuck they, Nat yeah. up there because she was the, yeah. only, the only one they could honestly find. Right and because she wanted to be found. yeah because she wanted to be found and they stuck her up there and they said why shouldn't we throw you in jail uh because if you wanted to you'd have done it already right. fuck off by right. yeah yeah and in, a, in a very uh same kind of tony stark way that he does except without the the peace sign and the yeah <laughs> like and without gary sandling saying fuck you too buddy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a little inconsistent but and then the other the other part, you know, to tie it back into the the theme here, uh, the other part I didn't like about that movie is we had just come off of Winter Soldier, and that was the I believe the following the movie that came out like right after zero mention of Bucky, the Winter Soldier, Steve's problems, nothing. It was like, and and Whedon actually came out on record and was like, yeah, I didn't reference anything in in Phase Two because I didn't personally write and direct it, so it didn't happen. Right. It, I mean, that felt very much to me like all of the Avengers movies were supposed to be standalone stuff, separate from everything else. That's really kind of how that felt up until we got to Endgame and Infinity, Infinity War. War first, but then Endgame, you know, both of those two. But like the, you know, the first one and then Age of Ultron felt very much like they were supposed to be separate from everything else. Yeah, we're going to bring all the characters in, but we're, you know, it's yeah. like... 
don't know how to describe it. It's like well, the it's only there, thing, but I'm not. It's there, but I'm not acknowledging. The it. only that thing was in, that was his intent. That was his 100 percent. His intent is to be like, yeah, I know it's supposed to be all connected, and I know that we're supposed to like weave in other people's plot lines and stuff that's happened between the first Avengers movies and the second one. But I just elected not to do that because I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's that's why we get people acting wildly out of character. We get bad dialogue. We get um, you know, well, there's, there's, kind of kind of bad dialogue. It just depends on who's. Like who's speaking? Who's, who's speaking at the time? Because me being the Hulk fan that I am, these are the only times that we actually get to see Banner doing Banner things. Sure, yeah, and absolutely. Banner got all of the good lines, which is why I like the, those two <laughs> movies are perfect for me. You know, when when he's literally, you've got Mark Ruffalo sitting there, and he's looking at at uh, the scarlet witch and just like i could choke you out and never change a shade yeah <laughs> you know i'm just like yes i know the uh, i know the producers or the director's a dick but god that was good <laughs> yeah definitely definitely not a perfect film again was my least favorite but i understand also like its relevance to the greater mcu and how that uh so much came out of it that got us to where we're at now in phase four about to be phase five so grudging respect but it could have been way better (laughs) (laughs) and and you know and and sir not appearing in this film james buchanan barnes uh had more impact than than we didn't let him have (laughs) so jen uh uh closest to perfect marvel film are you gonna go with winter soldier well, I mean, um, I I have so less skin in this game than anyone on this show, and I, you know, I mean, I I really love Winter Soldier, um, but I just I feel like perfection. Well, closest mark. closest to perfect, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that Winter Soldier is probably, in my opinion closest to what I would like because of the characterizations of the people in that movie. Like, I think it's very true to who they are. You know, I love the introduction of Sam Wilson right. in, yeah. in this movie. Um, you know, I, I, you know, Maria Hill actually gets to do something better than any <laughs> other movie. Um, Fury is good and doing Fury shit, you know, faking his own death and whatever, right. you know, it's all good. Um, Black Widow is fucking amazing. And I think that it is one of the only movies where she actually gets to be vulnerable. Sure, without, yeah. without like the, her movie sucked. Like yeah. the vulnerability in that movie felt so forced compared yeah. to the, the micro interactions that she has with steve rogers in the winter soldier like i feel like there's more seriously just like the moments of like who do you want me to be yeah well yeah i mean just just in in exchanges Mm. of looks between them there is more vulnerability in that 10 seconds than there was in the entire black widow movie yeah just so weird same actress yep you know, it's, we know Scarlett Johansson can do the director. Yeah, the director. You know, I I understand that actors are amazing, but the director on a movie has the last word of how they look on film. Yeah, yeah. And 
there are excellent actors who are in movies with bad directors and they look terrible see the most recent star wars movies <laughs> yeah. yeah and i mean unfortunately well not the most recent the mid recent <laughs> that particular right. film also was kind of a weird victim uh like a, a holdover victim of of ike perlmutter being in control of marvel studios before feige and i mean originally the black widow movie was actually supposed to be the first in the mcu and uh he was like absolutely not this nobody cares about women doing things um and so it was pushed off it was pushed off it was pushed off because he was very insistent that nobody wanted to see a movie about a woman doing anything um and then when he was out feige was finally like okay now we can have you know captain marvel and we can have black widow um but at that point it was too late almost because her story was over before the movie came right, out right. you know and and so i i had a lot of reservations about um how that film was going to go because it, everybody was like oh it's you know it's a prequel and i was like prequels generally suck yeah yeah you know they they generally are very very bad and 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 aren't worthwhile hopefully this one you know, what I wanted to see out of a prequel is I wanted to see her training with Bucky. I wanted to see her and Bucky prior to, you know, them, them going to, you know, in the Red Room, um, because that's, that's comics canon, right? You know, and so I was like, that's all I wanted is I wanted that, you know, Soviet, the Cold, Cold War romance type, type thing. I feel um, like that if is... that was going to be done, though, it would have been referenced because she knows who the Winter Soldier is, but because of a certain mission. Well, there is that one line where, you know, he's like choking her out or whatever, and she's like, you could at least remember me. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think she's referring to that mission. At yeah. That point, but... but it could, I mean, it was open ended enough that, like, right. you know. Right. Um, and that's what I was hoping was going to come out of it. You know, we saw the little, I remember seeing the trailer, you know, uh, for. I think it was, yeah, it was Age of Ultron with her, of her like doing ballet and her time in the Red Room. And I was like, holy shit, here it comes. And I never got that payoff at any point. It was never acknowledged, um, <clears throat> which concerned me because I was like, well, originally when the film came out, Captain America, um, the, the mantle of Captain America had at one point been Bucky and like Winter right. Soldier Bucky. And so I was like, that's where, and they, they teased that so hard. Yeah, they um they were like it's coming it's coming because there wasn't a single uh movie that that uh that bucky was in that he didn't have the shield at one point that he didn't you know wield the shield like they kept pushing that really hard and then they were like actually sam wilson will be captain america and that hadn't even been written at that point um yeah so but i think pivoted. i don't know i i am happy where we are at this moment in time i'm happy with what they did with that falcon and their soldier Oh, absolutely. Um, just no because Sam passes it up and yeah. Bucky, Bucky is basically saying, I wanted it. Steve chose you and you gave it away. And that is the, the center focus kind of yeah. of that series. And I loved that because if yes. Steve had just given the shield to Bucky, Bucky would have been Captain America. But I yeah. don't know that in the MCU, Bucky would be the best Captain America. I think well, Sam Wilson makes a better Captain America mostly for what the symbol of captain america is oh absolutely like that's 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 not any um that's not any shade whatsoever towards 
uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier or Sam Wilson as Captain America because it's it's excellent. But like I said, I mean, when those movies were coming out, that storyline, he, he, he wasn't Captain America. Like he didn't, right. had, it hadn't been written yet. So we just didn't know. So I was like, oh, they're clearly going towards a Bucky Cap storyline. Um, and then they, they did not, they opted not to do that. But you cannot do Bucky Cap without Bucky and Nat being in a relationship because the right. whole part of that like from the comics is like he's just be he's not very good at being captain america and nat is constantly pulling his ass out of the fire <laughs> like, which is great all the time so i mean it just it just seems like um you know that would have been a really cool opportunity and i guess uh i mean there is going to be a sam wilson captain america and uh sure you know of course uh or sam wilson captain america movie i should say captain america 4 um as yet untitled but almost certainly Bucky will be in his uh, in his role there too. So that'll be fun to watch. I love the I love watching those two interact. The chemistry is just impeccable. <laughs> well, I think I had the conversation with you when uh, when Civil War happened in the backseat. In the backseat, yeah. Can you, yes. move, can you move your seat? No. <laughs> no. And like, and I was like, then, I would watch an entire movie of just these two. And then they gave us a show they of gave just us, two, and it yeah. was fantastic. They gave us what eight episodes, ten episodes? Six. Yeah. They're only six. They're all okay. six. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, back in 16, when Civil War came out, I do recall turning to, uh, Mike and Meredith in the theater and I was giving them their own show, which is something right. I frequently say when somebody does anything I enjoy. Um, and they, they, they took me up on it and they gave them their own show finally. And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's out of line, but it's right. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other things i really enjoy in the mcu and they get into it in Falcon, um, is there is captain america as steve rogers the man but then there is captain america as the symbol uh you know and as we find out also Falcon, get a fight war, Soldier, you gotta have a uniform there were several uh captain america throughout yeah um so just the idea of the mantle is interesting because the only other comic book character i think about that has that deep uh is batman there's always talk about the cowl and there's a lot of batman stuff about passing it on which one of his yeah proteges will become the bat or has become the bat uh you know throughout and so it's just kind of interesting to me the idea that when we talk about we're doing an episode on captain america it doesn't necessarily mean we're doing a show on just Steve Rogers. Right, right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause you know, there's, there's Sam, there's Bucky, there's Isaiah Bradley, there's, um, you know, there's, there's, there's been, there've been several. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting to see what they do with them. Like, you know, the, the revelation, I was so pleased in Falcon and Winter Soldier when they brought in uh, the Bradleys because oh. that just, woo e um like i because right, the kid becomes patriot right he sure does he okay. sure does and i am unspeakably jazzed about that <laughs> <laughs> another little bit of that young avengers coming together yep 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 and i just i can't i can't wait till they pull everybody together because it's coming we know it's coming um but to actually see it and to see his backstory and actually have his backstory told because that was a fairly obscure comic um when that when that particular plot line was was established it was not something that was really widely read or popular and to bring that out into the mcu i thought was a really choice move well i mean a lot of the stuff that they're kind of pulling out right now um 
in the MCU is either newer characters or not as well known characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you bear. Have you seen the newest Thor? I did. Not yet. No. Okay. Leia did. I just at the very that. end of Thor. You see the introduction of a character that Jen had to look at me and be like, who's that? I'm like, it's a combination of actually two characters and I'm really jazzed with how they're doing it because <laughs> that that character is not that way at all in the in the normal comics. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I was yeah. just thinking about the, the statement that you made earlier about the mantle of Captain America and the only other thing, the only other character that's really done that is Batman. And I just started thinking about that. I'm like, is there really... Is there anybody else? I can't think like, of arguably Marvel or has... DC. I think the only pl- place you could really go would be like Thor. Yeah, Thor and arguably Hawkeye kind of have a yes. little bit of legacy stuff sure. where it's like, you know, because Hawkeye is still Hawkeye, even though it's Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Um, Thor is still the mighty Thor, except it's Jane Foster, you know. Or it's um, or it's Spider-Man. Bill. Um, yeah, Spider-Man is another one, um, where you've got Spider-Man, you've got Miles Morales, you've got, you know. Those are, those are less of, like, passing the mantle along than we're hopping in from alternate realities. Right. 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 Yeah, I mean, in that case, then arguably Hawkeye could be, was the, the only one I can really think of who, you know, where Clint was just like, all right, kid, here you go, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Right, but I mean, uh, it's not quite the same. Like, yeah. I get what you're saying. This is long enough for for spoilers for for Doctor Strange too. But go ahead and fast forward thirty seconds and hear it. Um, for the example of of Peggy showing up with the Captain America mantle in Doctor Strange two in the Illuminati, mm, um, so good. It doesn't like even Mordo being the Sorcerer Supreme. That's title. It's not really a legacy. Right. So it right. doesn't really count. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like and going going down the line, like there is only one Professor X. There's really yeah. only one Stephen Strange. But I, you look I at Peggy just, and you're like, that is Peggy with the mantle. Yeah. 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 And and for for the record, <clears throat> um, I would follow Peggy Carter through the gates of hell. Um yeah. <laughs> like that that woman But not through season two and three of her own show. well i think she went there reluctantly as well i went there reluctantly no not you peggy (laughs) (laughs) both of us went there reluctantly i feel like um but but yeah no i i was i actually did not know that she was going to be in that movie and when i saw her i legit let out like a like a little ned flanders scream (laughs) (laughs) i was so excited um you know it with the mantle and even then that's not that's not she wasn't captain america then she was captain Britain. captain carter yeah captain, captain carter. carter um but it was a union jack on the shield rather right. than a you know right um but even still that's you know who that's supposed to be you know right. what i mean the audience isn't just like well what's going on <laughs> you know the, the thing about that scene that that made me wonder is are they are they and i haven't checked into the news on this are they gonna try fantastic four again Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, um, I, like I said, they, I hadn't, I hadn't looked up, looked it up yet. But and yeah. whether or not they're they're swerving us or not, they've said that it's not going to be again. Reed Richards, that was specifically for that, and it was just to oh, that's sad because he looked like he was going to make a real good Reed Richards. I agree. And and you who mean, knows? You mean Stretch like, Armstrong? 
like Feige <laughs> loves to say shit and like yeah not and just totally lie like <laughs> i was just reading an article today actually about how Feige had sent a doctored script to tom holland uh <laughs> during the end of uh, uh endgame uh, where they had changed it to where he was attending a wedding and not yes. Tony's funeral. And yes. Tom Holland showed up to set and asked where Robert Downey Jr. was. Yes, yes, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the kind of thing. I mean, that's, that's something that I think a lot of people need to keep in mind too when they do stuff like that is um, Feige keeps actors in the dark yeah. all the time about anything they're doing. The classic example of this, to bring it back to Captain America, is that Sebastian Stan was not notified that the Winter Soldier movie was going to be the second Captain America film. And he found out through like Twitter because people started congratulating (laughs) him. And when he's like, they're like, oh, dude, how exciting. You must be super pumped. And he's like, about what? (laughs) I don't get it. What's going on? And didn't tell him. (laughs) That's fantastic. So, I mean, they, they pull that stuff all the time. So the whole, like, and I mean, remember too, you know, prior to uh, No Way Home coming out, you know, there was like, oh no, there's not going to be three Spider-Men. You're, 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 what are you talking about? Right. Y'all are nuts. Right. Um, you know, so. <laughs> like, I feel like I, this is where my, my big entertainment loves kind of smash together of comic books and wrestling because you don't know what's a shoot and what's a work. Yes. Without a Feige. <laughs> I would not be surprised if Feige is a big fan of professional wrestling. <laughs> just the way yeah, that he would does not surprise me. Just to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it absolutely would not surprise me in any way, shape, or form. Really, actually, now that I think about it, there's too many parallels. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this just in Nick Fury is actually MJF. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Feige, fire me. <laughs> you fucking Mark. <laughs> oh man motherfucker what <laughs> yeah there's gotta be a motherfucker in That's there right. somewhere it's, it's true it's, Sam, it's Sam L you, you motherfucking Mark fire me uh, <laughs> yeah like and, and like it's just it, it's it's interesting like I, I'm not sure what they're gonna do for the for the fourth movie like who like who's gonna be the villain like you know anything like that like I'm I'm really not sure um speaking of good captain america villains done dirty which is not what this was about but i mean it jumped in <laughs> anyway um god damn it crossbones at the beginning of civil war right yeah yeah because once again rumlow is throughout all of winter soldier always there gets a building dropped on him we see him you know being uh carted away by paramedics at the end and then he shows up to blow himself up yeah very not rumlow yeah, yeah yeah it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense did real dirty yeah um like, I, I mean although like in video games that i play crossbones power is always blowing himself up yeah that's, <laughs> that, that's kind of his jam i guess i, I mean don't know. really his only goal is to kill captain america so <laughs> right. i get if he's gonna try and blow himself up but yeah like i play marvel strike force and like his big everybody has like their big move that they can do after like turn three and his is literally going out grabbing everyone's attention and exploding and then like half of his health is down and everybody else takes damage and i'm like this does not seem like uh you know we already have nova for this kind of shit <laughs> right and, and nitro <laughs> nitro not nova nitro jesus yeah 
I was going to say, I feel like we're watching heroes and, you right? know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't, I, I think they just wanted to establish that this character is Crossbones because he didn't show up that way in Civil War or in uh, Winter Soldier. Right. And so I think they just wanted to be like, also, this is what happens to him. But anyways, boom. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know, it's whatever. But um, I was happy it, about the redemption of Zemo. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Another Falcon is going to Falcon in the Winter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, the apparently the only person smart enough on the face of the earth to actually read the files on the Internet. <laughs> yeah, like just super super good um and, and in the end the hero of heroes when he stops ultron from getting the all the infinity stones in what if oh that's true yeah <laughs> yeah very true oh uh, what if? season two coming soon. yeah yeah uh, i just i they just announced yesterday that um captain carter is uh going to get a another episode to pick up where her cliffhanger and in, in season one left off so i nice. am understandably jazzed about that because that means she gets an, a parallel uh winter soldier experience so that nice. will be fun as hell yeah also uh, uh for those that don't know our recording skill um we are recording this during comic-con weekend so a lot of news is right now. i'm glued to the, um <laughs> i have not watched my morning you yet because i watched you haven't had your morning constitution my morning constitution yet <laughs> Uh, but I am very excited for like the Marvel panel and a yes. lot of other things about this weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. I I for sure I I'm certain that we are going to get some updates on what's coming out next year and this that and the other thing. Or so. the, maybe a peek at the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that they're going oh my for. God, oh I know. my god! I didn't even realize they were doing one. They, yes, they decided they sure to are. throw it all together while they were filming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So James Gunn is even directing it. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's kind of like a like a nod to the Star Wars holiday special, except good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> there will be just a family of group just saying "I am Groot" to each other for fifteen minutes, like people talking <laughs> Wookie. Uh, oh, I didn't realize we were going to have Simpsons level like jokes in that movie. <laughs> Pick up the dead frog with the shoebox lid for like two solid minutes on screen. <laughs> uh, so, um, anything else, Captain America? Um, no, I just, I just think he's neat, like Marge with a potato. Um, <laughs> I just think he's neat. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that his his portrayal in in the MCU has been great, regardless of who's holding the mantle at any given time. Um, Sam Wilson slash Anthony Mackie is just really great in yeah. in the role. Uh, as I stated earlier, pretty sure they grew Chris Evans in a lab to play Captain America. Yep. Um, and yeah, test run is Johnny Storm first. They, yeah, they just they stole him from an inferior. Franchise. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like to pretend that movie doesn't exist, and I think I like to think that they just plucked him straight off of being Lucas Lee and Scott Pilgrim. Um, yes. I was, yeah. I was. About uh, to yeah. Say, I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. I, I do like the idea that that him and uh, in Captain Marvel were just kind of hanging out in uh, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim before all of that. 
<laughs> yes. We call it a grind, bro. <laughs> it's so funny too, because yeah, when they announced Captain Marvel and they're like, Brie Larson will be Captain Marvel. And I was like, oh, and V Adams. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bear, you have the second volume. You've already started on it. Are you gonna finish it? Probably. I you know, I have free time at work sometimes now. So right. just leave it on your phone. It, literally, it's on my phone. Yeah. I have I use panels on, on iPhone to read my comics. Oh, me too. It's a pretty solid app, actually. I haven't had yeah. hardly any problems. Yeah, uh, I haven't had on, one. We're on Android and use Comic Cat. Um, Jen, are you uh, going to dip into the second volume? Did it grab you enough? Um, probably not. I liked it, but, you know, it's not my jam. It's not my jammy jam. <laughs> Jen, that jam. <laughs> uh, as, as for me, I will probably read it just enjoy reading comics and so when i find you know a, a comic that grabs me plus this is this is a part of marvel history and likely not something that i see us covering on rec conversations where i get a lot of the history that i miss yeah um, and so uh so yeah that's um that's where i am with that what are <laughs> yeah i mean i think hang that, on wait what are we doing next i i really and i i say that i probably won't read it and mainly i do kind of like not knowing stuff when we go to movies. Yeah. I like not knowing, like when somebody shows up on screen and I hear the collective like, ooh, or gasp in the audience, I'm like, oh, I should probably know who that is. And I'll turn to Josh. Note to self, ask Josh. <laughs> who is that? Note to self, maybe we should read that. I'm also I'm... a big fan of the, the, I'd rather watch it first before I read it. Mm. Okay, I can understand yeah. that. We've discussed that on the yeah. show. Yeah, we've had that discussion on the show about how, like, and it was, it, a lot of it relates to, you know, sitting in a, a movie theater about to, you know, or in the middle of a Harry Potter movie with your brother, <laughs> and he just kind of leans over every 10 minutes or so, and he's like, right. skip 20 pages, <laughs> skip 50 pages, yeah, skip two whole chapters. And then I went back and read the books myself, and this is all before we, you know, we found out that J.K. Rowling was a horrible, horrible turf. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm reading through it. It was specifically Goblet of Fire was the one that he was doing that to me on. And I'm reading through Goblet of Fire, and I'm like, there's reasons why they skipped this shit. It's yeah. boring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to hear, I don't need to watch three different fucking Quidditch games in this movie. <laughs> yeah. One will do. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. And well, and, and with, you know, with this particular story arc too, with, with the Winter Soldier story arc, I mean, it is wildly different from the MCU. The core, the core concepts are there, but like it is not page for page recreation by any uh, stroke of the imagination. But I like how they updated it in the MCU. Like I like how they do that kind of thing where it's, yes. you know, especially if stuff is like, you know the 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 wackier comics you know comics elements of of things um that just aren't really going to hold up well on film or or don't make a lot of sense but it's there because comics you know so um just having this conversation with stacy last night um because he's getting on a plane and he's air nervous and he was oh yeah i was chatting it. with him last night yeah i was yeah. just texting so i got was, home i saw his post and i was just like oh well I'll just send you a message hey yeah uh but I told him the the best comic to any media that I've seen is on Audible. The first two volumes of Sandman were done as audio drama. Oh, and they're oh yeah, that's right. Fucking phenomenal. They are so. There good. is not a thing from the comic left out of them, but they keep your attention the whole time. Oh my um, god! I just remembered that show debuts next month. 
It sure does. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And we may actually need to cover the audio drama as part of the episode for yeah. saying that too, because it was extremely well done. Right. I, as an aside, it has nothing to do with Captain Win- America, Winter Soldier, or Marvel in general. Wow, does that show look good? The more I see of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shit. Yeah. Um, like I was, I was cautiously optimistic going in, and more and more, you know, the more it comes out, the more I'm like, oh man, this might be. After Good Omens came out, and I knew that Gaiman had the same amount of um, involvement, involvement mm-hmm. as he did with Good Omens, I, I was on board. I, yeah, I knew it would same. be a good product. Yeah, um, I felt that way about the first season of American Gods. Yeah. yeah. And then they took the rest of it and just wiped their butts with it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a shame, because that's my favorite Gaiman work, I think, of... of of all of his stuff i do i'll always love the sandman but american gods was a hundred percent like my jam everything you need to right. know about me is contained in that book and well and neil had a lot of involvement with the first season of american yes, gods yeah. and then yeah. not so much with the subsequent seasons right. which is yeah it all well, just fell apart another one that i would recommend to tide you over until sandman comes out is neverwhere Neverwhere was done as both an audio drama in the BBC, but also as a mini series. As a mini series, very good. Very good. I did see the the mini series, um, and I'll be honest with you, it just wasn't my jam. It was okay. okay. It didn't do much for me. Um, I was it even the book itself just didn't really. I was like, okay, all right, I guess you know, it it just didn't do a lot for me. But um, you know, these things happen. Not to say that it's bad. It just wasn't for me. Sure. No, totally understand. All right, everybody. Well, uh, thank you all for, Leia, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, of course. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow when we bring Jen through the death of Electra. <laughs> uh, I'll have a uh, lot less to say on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, you, you will, though, because it deals with uh, Matt Murdock and his girlfriends. So I'm sure we'll get we'll get plenty of opinion of from you. Yeah. I probably won't sit in on that one because it'd just be like, oh, the death of Electra. My only comment? Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first 15 minute episode we've ever had. Right. And then, and then Electra died. <laughs> And I like to die. Good. Okay. Anybody got anything to say? Nope. All right. Well, Moving take on. away, Mandela. <laughs> Everybody else, please tune in in two weeks when we will be doing Logan. We'll be finally doing finally. our episode that, that we were going to, to do a, season two. That was a yeah, season two episode that got bumped. Yep. What a great movie. Yep. Yeah. And then the Old Man Logan comic, which is nothing like the movie. Nothing like the movie. <laughs> but still, like, another one of those, like, historical parts of Marvel comics. And it has wonderful, like, you should, well, we'll talk about it then, but it has well, wonderful Hulk representation. Wonderful? You want to go with I'm, I'm going to go with wonderful. Okay. Well, <laughs> I we'll argue about that. Theme. We'll argue about that in two weeks. But until then, <laughs> take it away, Vandello. Do, 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 do. But the same old trouble, villains always knocking at the door. Pretty pictures on the page, but nothing ever stays the same. Do 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 do
we all just get along my mask is no different than yours pretty pictures on the screen but nothing's ever as it seems Doot, doot.